Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> Does anyone have access to the questions? I do. I've got them in front of me. Oh, I have. So good. And I was gonna, I was gonna introduce this because I can't, I can't remember whose idea it was. Somebody on Twitter said you should do a Q and A, and we said obviously we we like to, within reason, do what our Twitter followers ask of us. We aim to please. Uh, so we asked for some questions, and we got loads. We got, I think, twenty. I think in the end we got about 23 questions. A few people asked the same thing. And um, we haven't, haven't got time to answer 23. Some of them we've covered on the podcast before. Some of them are very similar, so we sort of grouped them together. But we're basically going to try and answer uh, as many as we can. Yeah. Giving yeah. ourselves 30 minutes, so no pressure, lads. Um, uh, you might be listening to a truncated version, and our patrons might get the full version. And our patrons certainly will get more than one, but like they'll get us answering the next lot of questions. The patrons get to because see Helen's baby sick, your Eric Tent and my pretentious <laughs> books. Yes, they get, I to mean, see, they get to see the visuals. Now, if you're listening to this on your commute, I can only apologise. I'm so sorry. $2 a month well spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel Clements, who I think did very well in the quiz, by the way. We're, he was very mm. chatty in the quiz. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Um, has asked, is it still weird hearing your voice on a podcast? So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Weird hearing your voice, or do you not listen? <laughs> <laughs> I do listen. Em has to listen re re on repeat. I think, or I did think, that my voice was very low because I think my head must be like cavernous somehow, and my voice <laughs> to me sounds very low. So when we first started doing this, I was like, Oh my goodness, like I had heard my voice on tape before, obviously, but I had no idea that it was at the pitch that it was at. And But Helen's right, because I have to listen to it endlessly, endlessly, it does absolute wonders for your self-confidence. Yeah, um, I think the same as M, and I think there's actually a scientific thing that like your voice does sound lower to you than it does to other people. I think that's just because it's in your head. Yeah. It resonates in your head, because I'm the same. I think my voice sounds lower to me than it does on the recording I don't know I, I I don't like hearing my singing voice back and I think that's because I, I think I'm a fairly good singer but then I'm so self-critical because I think when I hear it back I think oh I'm, I'm not as good as I like to think I am because I do mm. it's quite a serious hobby whereas my speaking voice I have no qualms about my speaking voice so when I hear it I just think all oh, right that's how I sound that's fine so the next one that we all went, oh yeah, we're going to answer that. This is from Morris, who's been really chatty to us. Uh, I think Morris was taking part in the tweet along, wasn't he? Yes, last night? yes, yes. he was. He convinced his wife oh. to finally watch Lovejoy. And I think awesome. they did what a good, really good episode. Nice work, Morris. What a good episode yeah. to watch, yeah. It was indeed, yes. So uh, Morris has asked, would Lovejoy colon the movie work and who would you cast in it because then we're, we're sneakily answering one of the other questions which yeah that's what true would it work and who would you cast yes of course it would work i think there's a really important reason that it would work and that mm. is because of all the tv series that have been made into movies which is the one that worked the best i shall tell you it's porridge mm. the porridge movie is oh, really really good <gasps> oh it's my not God. So good. i've never seen it but the, what I will say is because Lafrenet and Clements, they mm -hmm. already had experience of writing for film as well as writing for TV. They did, that's true. In the Porridge film, at no point, like there's Malcolm and Wise films, they run out of 
that they're not quite like. I the don't think I've ever even seen Morecambe and Wise. I mean, I don't know. You, you cultural. Cultural deserts that you live in, not watching Morecambe and Wise films. I watch Morecambe and Wise, but I would say, yeah, if you can get Lafreni on board somehow, we know that he can write in that sustained mm. way. He, he isn't true. trapped in writing thirty-minute standalone. Yeah, kind of no, absolutely. I love Joy, like you know, the ones that the two parters are filmed. Could be, yeah, they're very filmic, aren't they? Yeah. They are really, yeah, absolutely. So I, think, I think definitely, definitely yeah. love Joy the movie. Um, who would we? The, the thing is, so I was thinking because I, th- I think in a movie you can get away again with sort of new casting. You don't mm. have to, but particularly as it's, I, oh, whereas yeah. I, I, I feel like need... a reboot would, it would have be to a be reboot, completely. Yeah. But a, a reboot of the series would have to be completely new take and a new storyline. So I agree with Ian McShane's thing about maybe having his daughter walk in and, and who would play the, her now? I mean, if you because if you did it in the film, Ian McShane could be in it as himself. Yeah. Uh, as in, not as Ian McShane, as in, as, as Lovejoy. <laughs> yeah. He could be in it as Lovejoy Senior. I quite like the idea of having Lovejoy's daughter, Eric's daughter, Tink's granddaughter somehow. Yeah, but I don't Eric, know how that would work. Yeah, <laughs> but Eric's daughter would be very young still because he reappeared in the final episode, which was in 1994. And, he, and I think... I suppose, nah. Yeah. is now 26 years ago. It is, yeah. actually, yeah. So right. she, she totally could, actually. <laughs> Jesus, we're old. Sorry, Helen, who would you cast? See, that's just what I like. I don't think they'd be... So I like Martin Compton. I don't know who he'd be. He's just a very good actor, but who would he be? And I don't think he'd really be any of the characters. In the he world. could be Gimbert. He could be Gimbert. <laughs> no, he could, be Gimbert. I, actually, as, as totally you said that, Gimbert. I was just thinking he could be Gimbert, actually. But what would happen in Lovejoy, the movie... I do like the idea of there being a reboot in it being his daughter, in which case maybe they could get Amelia Curtis back for it. Oh, yeah. Actually, but I don't know what... I don't think she's done a huge amount. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. Uh, ah, so this one you guys both like. Now, this is from... We've got a couple, actually, from uh, Nick Leonti, so I'm going to take them together one after yeah. the other. Uh, he said, how common are these huge country houses in the UK? They're setting... For 90% of shows um, uh, in the US. You know, I grew up in the countryside, lots of small villages, and every village has got a manor house. Obviously, they vary in size. They're not all like <laughs> Felsham Hall. But, every, no, you know, so I suppose in that sense, they're common. Like, every village has got, you know, a big house. But the reason that they had, that we're saying kind of every village had its manor house is because really that was the way the village was run. It was where, yeah. like, the farmers would give their stuff to. I'm not really making much sense. And you'd have like, people would go like the for employment, the service. parish council, like courts, like everything. Way, way back in what was more basically like a, t- a bit like a town hall in a way. Isn't way it? back in what was basically the more feudal era, the, the era mm. of rotten boroughs and all of that, wasn't it? I suppose. But um, let me tell you something. Do you know one in one. six of all country houses in England and Scotland were demolished in the 20th century? Now let me write. Let me read this. They're called the lost houses mm. because in the sort of nineteenth century they enlarged these houses, these manor houses. Like Helen said, some are reasonable size, some are absolutely bloody massive, and they enlarged them to fit all the servants in. But then by the time you get to the end of World War Two, people don't have servants like that anymore, and they don't have the money to run this massive estate. They just don't have the financial wherewithal to do it, and death duties did for loads of them so they had to find money which we see in lovejoy all the time where people mm. are, yeah like, absolutely yeah. but yeah since 1900 i've written this down 
1,200 country homes have been demolished in England and even more in Scotland. That's One really sad. Um, in Scotland demolished 56 country houses between 1945 and 1965. You see, they needed Lovejoy to go around and find the one implausible, the priceless <laughs> item in the garden, didn't they? And all of that. They've all, they've all got a, yeah, a dusty, priceless item in them. And it's quite funny because, yeah, it's like the opposite. Like, all the houses in America are massive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And all the houses in England are tiny. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, we again, generalisation, but in general, houses in America. That's kind of half and half answer then, isn't it, Nick? We do actually have quite a lot of country But houses. we used to have more. We used to have more. And, there's and, not, we have and the not many of us actually live in them. Um, right, I'm going to ask Nick's other question though, because this is also, I'm loving this. This is another cultural question. He says, You talk a lot about accents and it's confusing. Oh, yeah. Can you rank British accents? We, I dare no. We'll lose no. Our, no, but no. Can, he's asked, Can you rank British accents <laughs> from the fanciest to the trashiest? Uh, no, just that accents in the UK are regional pretty much. Yeah. So actually, it's not they're not really fancy or trashy they just tell you where someone is from you know i mean you, you could rank them but really then going across the, all the top of that is like rp you know like posh english voice yeah. and so really posh people like from any part of the uk so if you meet posh people from sheffield or scotland or whatever they all sound like yeah. me it's about class and it's about yeah. place isn't it as well yeah. so i think there are certain areas of the country that are maybe poorer i mean actually so it, it we do talk about it because eric who is seen as the one that's meant to be a bit dim is actually the only one of the main cast with a regional accent yeah which is a bit so, sad and yeah. actually that probably tells you everything you need to know Nick, well, is that about the british <laughs> yes about the british i mean ian mcshane's got a bit of a, a but maybe i could just hear it because it's of my... northern but it, i wouldn't call it an accent so basically in the uk the accent that all you americans think we have is called received pronunciation which is basically people who talk like bbc announcers from the 1920s and nobody really talks like this except no. possibly the queen and characters um, in lovejoy but it was just the dialect of that little triangle between oxford cambridge and london like geographically yeah. that's just the accent of that era. where i actually grew up so yeah. i'm allowed to talk so like that I don't so that's talk, why I, helen accidentally i don't actually like talk like that but you know a bit <laughs> like she's that. actually german she's just like really <laughs> And I think, I think in general terms, the broader your regional accent is, the more trashy that's seen as being. Yes, like in general terms. wrongly, wrongly, yeah. but it is true. I think it's seen as being uneducated. I think the weird thing as well, maybe for a for a US person or for any, I think a, a lot of countries about British accents is that they, the the geographical like spread of them is very small generally. Mm. So like you can go ten miles or less, five, you yeah. know. In some parts of the country, Pygmalion, and people speak completely differently. There's a line in Pygmalion about being able to like nail someone down to three within three streets. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would have been more true in the past, wouldn't it? Like yeah, when, not so much. But, now. I mean, but even now, like yeah. you could definitely, if you're from an area, you could probably tell which town someone's from, things like that. So the next okay. question we've got, well, I think we've answered this briefly before. I think we made. Kim I think we have it. as well. Lovejoy, Eric Tinker, snog, marry, avoid. <laughs> Oh, I haven't planned my I want to avoid this question so you guys can go. Okay, so I'm just going to go, if I have to choose, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I would do... Yeah, we're not going to hold you to it, Helen, don't worry. I would snog, love, joy, marry Eric and avoid Tinker. Would you? It doesn't mean I actually want to do any of those things, but if I had to pick. If I had to, do we have to Do we have to have... Sorry, No, I was going to say, I'd probably agree with her. I mean, snogging Lovejoy is a, I mean, that's obvious. 
I mean, that's just, yeah, of course. Yes, I, I agree with that one. Yes, to be honest, Lovejoy is the probably clear. just avoid the other two. Well, I wouldn't avoid them, but I wouldn't snog or marry him. I mean, I am already married to Tinker, so clearly I would marry Tink because that is the person I got married oh, to. Yeah. But this is making me avoid Eric, which I never would do. So maybe I'm yeah. marry Tinker, snog Eric. snog Eric, and avoid Lovejoy, which well, is maybe Well, maybe it's almost like snog, marry, avoid is like a, you know... Yeah. A, a made up construct and not a real thing that, decision that we actually have to make in our lives <laughs> just, just as well right we've got some quick more, more sort of quick fiery go type on, oh, okay so the first one i don't actually know this this person's name because they're, they're on twitter as frag pasty and I'm sure, I'm sure his name isn't mr f pasty anyway uh their question was what classic tv series stroke comedy stroke drama do you like what are the flies really oh. red Butterflies, I'd forgotten all about that. I like As Time Goes By and I like Alf V, the same pet. I love Red Dwarf. That is true, I, I like Red Dwarf. I just adore it. Um, Reggie Perrin. Oh, God, yes. we've talked about that before as well on here, haven't we? Yeah, Reggie and Rising Damp. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I've talked about that as well. There's so many. Citizen Smith is one of the reasons that I was delighted when I moved to South London because I could go to Because it's round there. It was a made-up place. And I love The Good Life. And to hark all the way back to an earlier question, I really love, and you can get it on DVD, I don't know if you can find it anywhere else, um, a kids' programme from the 70s called mm. The Ghosts of Motley Hall. You've mentioned that on the podcast. I have really, mentioned it once really or twice. And um, yeah, it's about their, their hall is going to get pulled down and the ghosts are trying to work out how to save it. That's reminded me that I also love, and I don't think it's ever been repeated, I, I used to love So Haunt Me. Oh my goodness, yes! It was absolutely... that guy who's in it. Oh, I loved him. It was absolutely smashing. Oh my god, I loved him. Anyway, okay, so that was one quick fire. The next one is You are allowed one antique from any episode. Which antique and why? That was from our friend Kevin. M. Put oh, me on the spot. I <laughs> want that weird metal thing that nobody knows what it is in Smoky Nose. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I want the, um, the ring, the South American ring. Atawalpa's like, ring. Yeah, Atawalpa's ring. And I want those, the letters, because I went on to this great long uh, praise of the written word in our episode, yeah. I think. And I do like, there's something beautiful about letters because you can yes. be inside a person. You can learn, yeah, learn more about a person. A very personal form of communication that we don't have anymore. So I want the letters. Oh, I might switch and have the lost book of Clonmel. Oh, yeah, that's quite good. Mm, I, I good did one. really like that. It was beautiful. Brilliant. And then this, this isn't so much a quickfire one, but I think a couple of us said we were interested in answering it. Um, this is from Andrew Elson, and he has asked, uh, why was series one gritty and post-Watershed mm. and the other series were not? Well, I would say probably they were erring more toward the book when they were first yeah. starting out because the books are, are much, much darker. We and we had three, the three books that they actually yeah, adapted. adapted in the first... But Three or four, there were four actually, because the um, Death and Venice as well. Yeah. yeah. But I think I would also say 1980s Britain was, was, was shit. a more unpleasant place than 1990s Britain. It was, it was all. It, it was really not a very nice place to be. So I think that might Unless you were had... Charlie Gimbert. Unless if you were and, Charlie yeah. Gimbert, it was fucking awesome. You were laughing. That's a good point, isn't it, actually? Maybe it's just more of its time. Um, I don't know. I, I think it filled a slot that a little bit later on was taken by things like, or Balakis Angel, I think was on a bit earlier, but things like Balakis Angel were shown in that slot. There was a slot for a kind of light-hearted pie in the sky, which we've talked about before. Yeah. yeah. In that Heartbeat. kind of 
10 past eight, you know, eight o'clock, 10 past eight, kind of nice. Wasn't Heartbeat on Channel 4, though? Heartbeat was Channel 4. All I remember is the boy I had a crush on in college was in Heartbeat, and it was very exciting. And then should we do our our final question, which we can't not answer? This is is, uh, from Daniel. uh, Is what is Lovejoy's first name? I think it must be something posh and in back, because we think he's secretly posh, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. So it must be something like, you know, Tarquin or, mm. you know, some, a very stereotypical posh name that he doesn't want people to know because Julian out him. Julian Lovejoy. I thought it might be something alliterative like uh, Larry. Lawrence. Leroy. Lawrence makes Lawrence Lovejoy. Leroy. Or something like, you know, you know, like Sinjin is basically St. John. Is, there are a few names like that, aren't they, that are just really posh names that are pronounced. Or it's just something really. differently to how they're yeah, written. It, it goes all the way back Broadly. to Lynn. I reckon it Broadly. is Sinjin. Yes. <laughs> or yeah. it, could, it could just be something really unexpected, like Derek. It could just be, <laughs> yeah, something really like. Keith. Keith Lovejoy. So any of these names is that is that us that's probably us done but we really enjoyed that so i think we should do another one before yeah and we've still got questions to go so we will do do. i'm sorry yeah we love that we are having a little bit of a break over the summer um we're having a summer holiday and em needs a rest because she does all the editing uh but we will see see you again in the autumn yes yeah take care bye I actually think the podcast is quite funny. It's my happy place.